0: Bruce Levine. It's great to talk some baseball. Score Baseball Insider, covering the Cubs and
2: White Sox for more than 30 years. Bruce Levine is a newsbreaker. Inside the Clubhouse co-host, alongside our own David Ha.
1: We've got a lot of baseball conversation to cover in the next two hours. How are you doing this morning, buddy?
0: Great being with you like we are every Saturday, 52 weeks out of the year, talking baseball on Inside the Clubhouse. Bruce Levine. That's a really good question, Bruce. See, Bruce I
1: asked the first hard question. With Mully and Ha on 670 The Score.
2: Mullion Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. We always enjoy talking to our friend Bruce Levine, and he joins us now on the score hotline, which is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Bruce, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Yeah, it's a great day, and spring training has started.
0: What could be better than that? Super Bowl's over, and uh, <laughs> spring training camp's open. Uh, obviously the biggest story uh, would be the Clevenger story. Where would you li- guys
2: like to begin? Well, I mean, I got to tell you, Bruce, it depresses me that that's the biggest story because there are some big stories, and I have some questions. And, you know, we had a texter uh, who said that there's been this assumption that everything was on Tony LaRussa and here we are on, at the opening of spring training, and, and we're talking about this nonsense.
0: Yeah, look, uh, you know, the negativity – is not going to stop with the White Sox probably until uh, opening day and we see what the product is out there. You know, they have a new manager, new energy level. Uh, All the guys are coming into camp healthy. You know, you certainly have questions about Hendricks and his uh, ability to, uh, you know, get uh, through his, um, you know, his uh, tests and and all the things that he has to do to get better. And then uh, you you also have a situation with uh, Clevenger here. So, it's hard as a White Sox fan to wrap your head around where you're at and exactly, uh, where the
1: team is going at this point, Bruce, I have my doubts, but I want to know what you think. Will Mike Clevenger start a game for the White Sox this year? Oh yeah, I think
0: so. I mean, I mean, look, uh, you, you have a situation here where you have two sides. Okay. Um, I, I know that, uh, You know, people are presumed guilty these days rather than innocent uh, when you talk about uh, claims of of this degree and, you know, the level that, uh, you know, the woman is talking about when it comes to Clevenger and and the domestic uh, violence situation. But, you know, from the perspective of, uh, you know, where they're really at with this, uh, you know, you have to give him his day I mean, you have to give him the ability to uh, go through the process with Major League Baseball. And, uh, you know, the White Sox are certainly doing that, giving him a, his opportunity in spring training here to get ready and prepare for the season. I, you know, the, the the White Sox situations are a really tough one. I mean, you want them to be able to vet these situations better and and not be in this situation. But you, you got no help whatsoever from Major League Baseball on this. And uh, everybody uh, at Major League Baseball that I've talked to, you guys said, you know, it wasn't our place to tell anybody about Mike Clevenger because of uh, you know he wasn't really guilty of anything at this point so from, from that perspective I think that uh, what about him you know, you, what about his responsibility
1: a- Bruce what about in the conversation before he signed the contract him or his agent saying you know what guys this is coming behind me you might want to get in front of this because I'm being investigated for throwing things at my child and for domestic abuse
0: well, I mean, you, you have a point there, you know, but uh, was he going to get signed?
1: Not if he told me that. That's the point. Right. Is that, okay. How, how well, can I, well, don't, no, I? I'm not the, ready to absolve the player for anything because he didn't tell me this was coming. You have to trust. You're entering a partnership, you're giving him $12 million, and all of a sudden, mum's the word during that meeting? How does this happen?
0: Well, it happens because he, he in his heart and his mind, feel that he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah,
2: and, that, and that, that's so that, kind of that, wild. Yeah. That's,
0: that's where it happens. I mean, here, here's the one thing that the White Sox and every team will have to do going forward, and I guarantee you this. I've talked to people at Major League Baseball, and they said, from now on, every process that a team goes through, they must ask, are you inve- under investigation for anything? Okay, because if if the White Sox were able to have asked or did ask that question going into into the contract negotiations, and he lied, that would be uh, that would give the White Sox the ability to get out of the contract. Okay, in this case, according to courts, according to uh, Major League Baseball, he's he's under investigation. That is it. He's guilty of nothing but. What she said and what he said, and when we find out exactly what the truth is here, we'll have a better idea. Uh, Mike, I mean, uh, David, if, if if he is, uh, if he's exonerated of all of these issues, are you going to have a different opinion of whether he should tell them or not?
2: Um, let Let's talk about the team for a second here. Um, it is supposed to be a different. Look at different spring training, Pedro Graffold coming in, that we're expecting more energy and accountability with players. What, you know, who is the leader of this team? Who is it? You know, Jose Abreu is gone, and he had been the guy that was sort of the Pied Piper with this group for a number of years. I'm just wondering who takes over that role, and do they have, I mean, he wasn't necessarily a vocal leader, obviously, limited to. didn't speak English, but I'm just curious, um, is there anyone on that team who, I mean, wasn't a lawyer asked that question and he had no answer?
0: Well, it was Tim Anderson up to last year, wasn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. at least he was the verbal leader of that team. And uh, obviously he ran into situations, uh, you know, personally that prevented him from being that. And he didn't play after August 6th, which means, when you're not on the field it's really difficult to be a verbal leader of a team when you're not playing and you're not you're not around you know you're you're rehabbing from an injury so that that's a great question and i would say that person might be emerging you know you bring in guys like ben uh you get me bringing uh you know some some other guys that can step up i think the ability of some of the young players like uh anderson certainly is but Uh, You know, maybe start to watch Andrew Vaughn now that he is the first baseman, now that he's replacing, you know, the iconic uh, Jose Abreu. Maybe he starts to be a leader, a voice on this team. Uh, Young leadership is essential. If Aloy and Robert can be guys that can stay on the field, and that's a big if because they are essential to the success, the future success of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, maybe they emerge as leaders I don't know but it's a great question I think it's Anderson but we'll have to find out Uh, you know again staying healthy on the field that's going to be the key to being able to
1: help the team win as well as being a leader all right Bruce let me ask you about something that won't make my stomach turn Um, the Cubs (laughs) signed Michael Fulmer to play a role in the bullpen how big, big of a signing is it what role will he play well, I think he's
0: he's going to be the closer for the team. Although they did have people looking at Zach Britton, who was a great closer three or four years ago. Uh, you remember the great years he had with Baltimore, for sure. He was one of the best closers in baseball. That was uh, three and a half years ago. So, from the perspective of uh, you know who it's going to be on this team, I think Fulmer is the guy. Uh, you know, coming back a healthy uh, pitcher, a guy that. Can command three or four pitches, knowing that he was a uh, successful starter at the beginning of his career and had segued the last couple of years into the bullpen. Uh, you know, Hoyer talked yesterday about the fact that they had done a good job of identifying veteran pitchers in the last two years and then flipping them at the deadline, which they did, and and, and it worked out well. Uh, nobody really emerged the last two months of last year as the closer, but from Situation right now, I think it's Fulmer. You know, you also have Wick, you have Boxberger, who is was uh, closed before that they brought in. So there's some veteran presence. But Hoyer said from now on, our goal over the next few years is to build our bullpen through our farm system and our farm system arms. We feel that's the way to go. So we'll see if that be- begins this year, or you know, Fulmer or Boxberger starts a season in the bullpen. You know, last year. We weren't sure going into uh, the opening day last year who the closer was going to be. Robertson hadn't closed for a while, you know, a couple of years at least. Uh, he was out for a year with uh, Tommy John. So it was a question mark last year going into uh, opening day. We'll see how it shakes out this season.
2: You know, it's funny because we heard from Marcus Stroman, and he said that he's uh, he's going to have the, the sinker sinking because he feels great about the uh, – shortstop, and second baseman behind him. And we were kind of talking about um, how good potentially Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner could be. And, you know, obviously one guy's a gold glover and the other guy was a uh, finalist for a gold glove and and is moving to an easier position, if indeed that's the case. Uh, How good will their defense be? And, I mean, I know everyone's concerned about the power, but when you hear a pitcher talk about a willingness to, to throw anything because he knows the defense is behind him. Pretty good, pretty good comment.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, you throw into the uh, the equation now that uh, shifting is no longer available to teams and you have to have range. And what they do is they have two shortstops playing up the middle in Horner, who arguably was at the top two or three shortstops last year. I think most people agree on that. Uh, he, he showed, Something that people didn't realize last year, and that is a great arm from shortstop and being able to handle the position all year, healthily, in a, in a health, uh, having his health all season. And you have Swanson, who's a former gold glover and a, and a leader coming from the Atlanta Braves. So I, I think just, just knowing that shifting is no longer available and having two guys with range and the ability to uh, cover that ground is going to be essential. I, I agree with Stroman that, you know, he should be enthused about the fact that he's got great support there, as well as Bellinger up the middle and center field, which he's automatically going to be the best center fielder that the Cubs uh, have had out there since uh, Fowler was uh, leading the way back in uh, in 16 and 17.
1: Good stuff, Bruce. I look forward to arguing with you again on Saturday morning.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it's it's always fun arguing with you, David. Guys, wait. have a great day. All, All right, care? buddy.
2: Thank you. <sighs>